0: Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran, Shane Whaley, will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Tourpreneur Podcast. Today, we have a COVID-19 tour operator check-in. I might even start calling these just tour operator check-in. I hate writing the word COVID-19. Um, today, I'm going to take you to Portugal. we got our first ever Portuguese tour operator guest. We are talking with Katia at lisbonstories.com. Or as always, show notes can be found at tourpreneur.com forward slash 96. Now, Katia wrote to me saying, I'm writing to you from Portugal." And our official tourism board has launched a program called Clean and Safe. It requires a few hours of online education. You have to elaborate a plan for your own company. And there are random checks to make sure your businesses are following everything they should. I'm working on this right now. And I'd be glad to go on the show and talk to you about how our seal works, what it requires and what I've learned during the certification. I am a licensed tour guide, and I run a very small company offering private tours in Lisbon, Portugal. We offer a few walking tours, but mostly car tours, always to small private groups. So we talk about the hygiene, the safety protocols. Uh, We also then talk about how Katia is going to pivot her business. She's very motivated by showing tourists off the beaten track Lisbon. So I think you'll enjoy this episode, and I love how International Tourpreneur is becoming. So don't hesitate, wherever you are in the world, if you want to come on and share a story with us about how you're growing your business, what you're learning during uh, the lockdown, and as we hopefully head into recovery, we are here. We want to feature your stories. Head over to tourpreneur.com or email me at shane at tourpreneur.com. So uh, let's cross over to Katia. How are you doing, Katia?
0: Good. How are you?
1: I'm great. This is our third time of trying this. The podcast gods haven't been with us today, so you're hoping it goes well. Uh, you are our first guest from the wonderful country of Portugal to appear on the Tourpreneur podcast. So wonderful to have you here. I'm curious to learn from you what's happening with regards to COVID in Portugal today.
0: Thank you. It's a great honor to be the first Portuguese uh, company and tour guide to show up on the podcast. Fortunately, you're talking to a licensed tour guide. I'm I'm very proud of that. So I'm I'm glad that you're starting on the right foot. (laughs) Uh. So in terms of uh, COVID, in Portugal, we've always managed to keep our numbers in a good point, actually. We were very lucky because I think that we learned from our neighbors and from the rest of Europe And when we were afraid that the healthcare system would collapse, everyone was staying home and everyone was doing everything they should, even before the government was telling them what to do. So in Portugal, we have a public healthcare system. We're very proud of that. And we were always able to have the system to uh, have an answer for everyone and to be able to deal with everyone who was sick
1: yeah and in terms of tours, so you've been on total lockdown, correct?
0: Yes, unfortunately, well, even before uh it was legal we were legally forced to close, people were already contacting us and canceling all the tours because well everyone knew what was going to happen. So we also dealt with the terrible month of March of canceling and refunding everyone for the tours they could not do, and mm-hmm. then we were closed until May. Uh, sorry, until June first, which is when tour companies were able to operate again. Right now we could operate, but we one don't have clients, and second, I'm not really sure we should be doing that yet.
1: Mm-hmm. And where are you most? Where do your clients come from mainly?
0: So since day one, mostly United States and Canada, about 90% Mm. of our clients come from the U.S., 10% Canada.
1: Wow. So 0% from within Europe.
0: Yes. When we opened, I had the website in four different languages, and I was really hoping to get European clients because those were the ones that I was mostly prepared to receive in terms of the of the culture in terms of knowing their own history so I could compare it to our history and make it easier to understand and relate. But I guess because we offer private tours, it was always mostly U.S. who were contacting us. So right. no, no European tours and definitely not Portuguese clients.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm constantly asked to appear on webinars and and panels and talk about the future and I'm turning a lot of them down because my crystal ball is not very good. But the one thing I I do feel strongly is about is about private tours going forward that I think families who will go on holiday will look more now towards private tours than ever before.
0: Yes, I completely agree with you and at least what we are seeing here in terms of the demand is definitely for private services, also in terms of the accommodation. In Portugal right now, everything that is like isolated houses, country houses, everything that is private is what is having the most demand right now. I believe that once people start traveling again, we will be able to offer services again and we won't have to adapt that much to the new circumstances But that will require that people are not afraid of getting on an airplane, which isn't really that easy.
1: No, it's really not. I've been looking at a holiday in the summer myself once we get out of lockdown of going to Iceland. And I keep going back and forth on it because I think, yes, I want to go. I want to support the industry. But the other part of me is like, am I being a responsible citizen by doing that? Should I just travel locally during this summer and not getting in an aircraft or travel too far? It's a real tough decision. And that's myself who's in the travel industry bubble. So for people who are not in the industry, but like the travel, I also understand that dilemma as well. And you reached out to me because we were talking with John Peel at Sanse about cleanliness certifications on the show. And again, I can tell from... Uh, from you that you're a very proud Portuguese and you're very proud of your service and your systems. But it seems also that your tourist board has been uh, ahead of the ball here in terms of cleanliness certification, correct?
0: Yes, I'm actually not being asked by them to to talk to you about (laughs) this. (laughs) I should (laughs) say. And actually, for... Well, now I'm going to make them hate me, but for the past few years, I'm not really sure they ever did much for anyone. But right now, um, I'm actually really proud because not only they created this new seal that I'll definitely tell you about, but they also created a lot of online education, free live online education that anyone can register and attend. And that goes as far as creative writing, SEO, uh, online marketing, online marketing things related to food and beverage, hotels, all sorts of topics. And they're doing these courses, be either uh, two hours or sessions of several hours and several days. And all that free and available for everyone within the industry. Yes, so I've been doing a lot of those. And that has been really interesting and a lot of food for thought of things that you can add and improve on your service, on your company. Some new ideas, yes. And also they've created the seal Safe and Clean, which all tourism companies, be it either hotels, uh, restaurants, marinas, camping sites, all the services and industries related to tourism, they can apply and get that seal.
1: And, as I understand it, all the the seal is or the webinars are catered towards each industry vertical, right? So, for example, whether you're a hotel, a restaurant, or a tour guide.
0: Yes, you have each one of these. So when you want to apply to have the seal, well, you can apply to have the seal within your registry in your in your part of their website. um mm-hmm. so you have to to understand the guidelines and the re- the requests and everything that you should do, the best practices, and you have to promise that you'll be doing them. And in addition to that, you can apply to have specific education that you can do it yourself as a tour company uh, manager, or you can register your employees so that they can attend that that, um, session as well, so they know what they should be doing. And they also request that you have an internal protocol so you know what to do
1: in each circumstance. Yeah, what were some of the things? Some of the key things you learned on that course then, whilst you were getting the studying the classes for the seal that maybe you hadn't thought of before. Because we all know, wash your hands, wear a mask, have hand sanitizer, etc. Was there anything above that that you learned about?
0: Well, yeah, maybe I was expecting a little more information. <laughs> so but it has interesting things about like you have a client who is showing symptoms what do you do who do you call and so there are specific telephone numbers that he should um that he should call and they did one specific education also for tour guides just for tour guides independent of the companies that they may they may work for because oftentimes the Uh, company owner is the one who does this kind of education, but then the tour guide is the one who finds themselves in the street in the middle of a busy tour, and you're the one who has a client with the symptoms, and the guide doesn't always know what to do. So that was very interesting to know how you should keep the client aside, how you should carry a water bottle and a snack on the side, just in case that happens, who you should call. And a lot of the information was for tours where the group is open, like the people who know each other. So it doesn't necessarily apply to private tours. In case of the private tours, it will be a little different. But there were interesting things about how to keep people spaced in between them on the buses. And uh, the importance of uh, cle- cleaning everything and just kind of rotating the different the different things that you may need for different tours. Like if you're a kayaking company, how you should rotate the kayaks. So they're not all used the same and you should let them see for two or three days if you can.
1: And as I understand it because you shared a very informative article with me written about this on Forbes. Forbes.com, and I'll add that to the show notes today. And I understand from the uh, Directorate General for Health, your health authority, that there will also be audits in the coming months. Did you learn anything around that?
0: Yes, so actually yesterday, the official tourism board launched a new platform where as a client, you can go and you can search for the tour company. You can see what they are supposed to have. And you as a client, you can rate them and you can say how comfortable you felt within that company and whether or not the company offered all the features they should have. And mm-hmm. that will influence the audits that they may do for the different companies.
1: So this is a customer audit rather than somebody from the health authority? No, no, no. The calls, consumer
0: or? will force the audit. So they will have the the audits will be from the tourism board. But right. if a client reports something not being as good, then the audit will be a little more intense. Well, the World Travel Organization has always, World Tourism Organization has also created the stamp Safe Travels, and it's kind of inspired on the Portuguese uh, Safe and Clean, Clean and Safe.
1: Sure. Because I guess my my worry, as I said on a previous episode of the show, is it's all very well to have these standards in place, but for instance, John Sansi uh, company—it's a hundred question phone interview, and you can say anything you want, right? So how much teeth does this have? Completely,
0: completely agree with you, and I've asked myself that question many times. And I also guess that no one can be really that sure. It doesn't matter what they do to check you because. What can they do? I mean, so you really have to, now more than ever, it's a question of trust in the business. So probably a company that has has been shady about other things will be shady about their cleaning methods. And companies that were, where you could see that they were really giving everything for their guests, now they're going to be the ones who are going to implement the the maximum measures. Maybe one of the ways as a client to see what people, what companies are doing is really to see which changes or if the company shows any flexibility at all doing the tours. So maybe that will be a way like at Lisbon stories, we're now designing new routes within the same tours so that Mm -hmm. you can sort of see the same things, but you can see new attractions or new palaces or new gardens, new things that are not really that popular, but, those off the beaten track so that we can go to less crowded places. So if you want to go to a certain area, you get there, it's crowded. You can just go into somewhere else that is similar.
1: I guess the big challenge is reassuring nervous travelers and seeing a seal from the tourism board of of Portugal, from the health directorate I guess that would reassure me if I saw that seal. And particularly if I then thought, oh, well, what's this? And I read up on it. I think, oh, wow, well, this company, company A has got the seal. Company B, which offers also offers tours, hasn't got the seal. I know where I'm going to book my tour, right? I'm going to book it with the one with the seal.
0: Yes. And at least the company that has the seal has shown some concern, some commitment about it. That's yeah. my view on it. Of course, everyone right now is having the seal. The seal is free. Anyone can obtain it. But yeah, I guess it shows at least some commitment to the new circumstances. And but you still
1: have to study the classes, right, to get the seal?
0: You do not have to attend the classes, unfortunately. I really uh, expected them to force you to attend. Yeah. I only really claimed mine after I attended all the classes. And then I realized I could have had the seal a few weeks before. <laughs> Did you try to get the seal from the World Travel Organization? Because while I was waiting for you to show up earlier, I checked on the Safe Travels from the World Travel Organization. You just uh, put your data, like your name, your company name, your website, your email, and you click on the form that says, I promise, I consent, I will be doing this and that and that. And uh, immediately, my Google folder opened with the Safe Travels seal in it. Oh So, do you know like how you click on a website so that you can send to the cookies and <laughs> that was the same thing?
1: That's terrible. That's awful.
0: I'm sorry. I should be bringing some trust and confidence into these new sales. And I'm just doing the opposite.
1: <laughs> no, because I look we're, we're talking amongst ourselves as tour operators. We want to reassure nervous travelers, right? That's how we'll get out of this. And if the, all it takes is CNN or the BBC or someone to expose that, and then people are just not going to... They have an opportunity. I know it's hard to audit because... Now, John was saying to me, if he was to send someone to a business to audit them, the price would be sky high because you have to pay people, experts, not just... In
0: the case of the tourism board, I believe that they're going to audit big companies with an office. But yeah. let's talk about myself. I don't have an office. So are they coming to my place to make sure that I'm cleaning my van the right way? It's pretty hard for them to audit, for sure. Yeah. I decided true. that I was going to add a new chapter into my website. And I was going to explain clients exactly what I plan and I want to do after and before each tour so that I can give them some safety. But that's what I decided to do. And I realized exactly because those seals, they don't bring that much trust. So I guess that we have to tell people what we want to do so we we get their trust.
1: Yeah. One of the best videos I saw a while ago was the ride, which is a bus Tour sightseeing company in New York City, and they had this video of the, one of their buses being deep cleaned. And it wasn't like a big Hollywood production video. I think someone shot it on an iPhone and they fast forwarded the video. So it looked, it was very fast. But things like that, I think, are very reassuring. Or talking about, hey, before you even get in the car or the bus or whatever it may be, it's deep cleaned, it's deep cleaned afterwards. We have this disinfectant on the tour, we offer hand sanitizer. I think that carries a lot more weight. And when you're looking at reassurance, then, I mean, even when I caught like a public bus just before this hit, I saw the driver wiping everything down with, uh, with Clorox, which is mm-hmm. a disinfectant wipe. And I felt, you know, a little reassured.
0: It's very interesting. Just yesterday, I received uh, vi- an email from a com- bus company that I work with here in Portugal. And they sent me that same kind of via- video, just showing how they're cleaning their buses. It's pretty interesting. And that indeed, I mean, at least. The fact that they apply for seals or they show how to clean the buses that increases our trust in them. At least they show some some commitment right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I think it's it's it, that is very important. And again, as I said earlier on, none of us have this crystal ball, so we don't know how this is going to look. But I and I think there are resilient travelers out there that will just bring all the sanitizers themselves and their masks and, and whatnot. But I think. There are also going to be a lot of nervous travelers thinking, oh, do I really want to get in a car or in a bus? I'm happy on a walking talk. I'm not touching anything and I can distance myself. But when you're in close quarters in a vehicle, I think that's that's where the reassurance needs to come in.
0: For sure. So one of the things that we have to, to have as a food company here in Portugal, we have to have face masks for everyone. And right. you have to have hand sanitizing for everyone. And I decided that one of the things in the car will definitely be to force everyone to use hand sanitizing whenever they get back into the car. Yeah. For sure, to make sure. And I will not allow anyone to ride on the front seat with me, which is something that I actually really enjoyed doing before. I mean, I always enjoyed having people sitting by my side, make things rather more uh, casual, rather than a formal drive chauffeur sitting in the front And now that has to change exactly to keep everyone at the right distance.
1: What other things have you learned outside of the cleanliness and hygiene standards? So you said you were doing some courses. What's been a major learning for you that you can apply to your business that you've learned during the lockdown?
0: So that's a very good question. One of the things that I well, like everyone else, I decided to start with the online tours and I know you don't want to talk about those because <laughs>
1: everyone Oh, we can we <laughs> No, No, let's just Oh come on, if if you if you have good experience with this, like come on, this is to TopNet. On the
0: on so on the online tours, because I'm not on any of the big platforms, I realized I could not sell them to thousands of clients and I decided that I was just going to use my loyal clients, I was only going to sell them to my clients. They realized that it could be a great marketing experience. And I have many clients who were, I mean, I were not able to sell that many online tours. But the people who I decided to offer them as some sort of a subscription where every Saturday people join me for one hour and they can talk, we can talk about these different things that people can choose in advance. And so I realized that it was a great marketing technique because now I have these people that they felt like I've stayed with them through lockdown and I've been their diversion from all the craziness that happened. And now they all want to come to Portugal. So that was uh, something really enjoyable about the online tours. And but I
1: think you went into it with the right mindset though, that this is branding exercise. This is a form of marketing rather than, hey, I can make some money here. Hey,
0: I charged for them. But not much. And actually, in one of the food tours that I offered, I decided that all the proceeds would go into Food Bank in Lisbon. Because, you wow. know, yeah, I just thought that it would be my little something to do. Because we're all talking about food as something exquisite and extravagant. And there are people who are having trouble fitting themselves. So I thought I should do it. And it was really great, fun project. To um, it has been great also for myself to focus on the business, and so maybe I learned about how to rewrite things and more now more than ever to force myself and my clients to go off the beaten path, because in yeah. Portugal all the clients come wanting to go and see the same two or three things, and. I've been trying to take them off the main tourist sites for a while, and I wasn't really very successful before. So I'm kind of hoping that when Tourism restarts starts for real next year, that people will be willing to go into those new unexplored places. And I'm really hoping that will be a nice change for me so that I can keep doing the same thing, not doing the same thing every day.
1: That's right. I would love to invite you back on the show in a couple of months to check in with you. So how are you are doing as we get out of uh, lockdown and, and how the business is responding? I'd love to hear from you on that.
0: That would be a pleasure for sure.
1: Marvelous, thank you. Obrigado.
0: <laughs> oh, denada. <laughs> Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast.
0: Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.